Welcome back to the Fit Dad Club podcast. My name is Travis Jones and I'm here with Jace. Jace, how you doing today, buddy? I'm doing good. I've got a new podcast mic cable because, you know, when there's uh, challenges that arise, you just, you take the drive to Officeworks and you just get the job done. Exactly, mate. You don't make excuses. So if, so if my audio is, if my audio is more crisp than it was before, then that means that you have to like, rate, subscribe, review the podcast. And it 100%. is more crisp. It is 100%. Now, guys, today we are talking tough love. Um, I felt like we need this. Um, and I, no, I felt like you need this, not me, um, because <laughs> I, I get enough tough love from my wife. Um, <laughs> um, but with this, guys, um, this is from you know some coaching clients we've had, and also like we, we get people, uh, we get no joke, six about six hundred new people a month um, message us in regards to wanting to transform out of that, you know, we take on a, not, we, we like weed people out, right? Um, because some people just aren't committed enough to change. Um, but in saying that we have conversations with approximately 600 new dads a month. Um, and I see all the messages. I don't have the conversations all the time. Um, you know, my wife has some of the conversations. We have a full-time staff member that has some of the conversations. Um, and you can see the, the, the excuses that are made. Um, and the bullshit about why they can't even start getting change with their life and with their health. And then when people then say they want to commit to change, they go and half ass it. And also people say, I eat healthy. And then I actually ask them what they eat before they start. I was like, yeah, I had chicken schnitzel. I have like a protein like every dinner. I was like, yeah, I had a chicken schnitzel last night. I got a chicken Kiev tonight. I got a chicken parma tomorrow night. And I got like a chicken burger the next night. I was like, dude, like that, that's not eating healthy. Like it's not. You had the word, just because there's a word chicken in it doesn't mean it equals a healthy meal. Chicken and also, nuggets. Exactly. Um, and the other thing is like eating, what is eating healthy, right? Like, oh, I eat, mm. I eat healthy, but you can still be eating too much and eating healthy. Like that's mm. the biggest thing people don't understand. Like a, a handful of nuts is uh, okay if it's just a handful of nuts, but in what context is that handful of nuts, right? 20 grams of nuts. Oh, if you're super hungry and you're looking for a snack and you're trying to stick to a calorie deficit, don't have nuts. Because the grams, the 20 grams for the 100 calories of nuts, you're more likely to go eat 400 grams of carrots for the same amount of calories, <laughs> right? Literally go eat 400 grams of carrots. Trust me, after 400 grams of carrots, probably not even want to talk to someone for the rest of the day because your jaw's that sore. You're like, don't keep, keep the food away from me. All I can have for the rest of the day is a protein shake because I can't use my jaw because I just munched down 400 grams of carrots. So... Guys, today um, I'm revved up for this podcast. <laughs> I'm excited and That's one way I, to put it. I, yeah, I'm fucking revved up. And I, I want to start it with this. Before we get into everything, I want to start with this. I, I want you to think of this. Imagine you got given one car and only one car and you had to use this car for the rest of your life. You have to use it from the age of 17 when you got your learners until the day that people take away your license off you because you start driving crazy. Um, so how would you look after this car? You know, would you clean it often? You know, would you have a cleaning routine or a maintenance routine set up? Would you make sure it's actually always serviced properly? Would you make sure you weren't peer pressured into doing stupid shit with your car? You know, like would you burnouts. make sure like, exactly some burnout competition? Would you make sure it had the right fuel? Would you make sure it, you 
always had oil in it. Would you cheap out and put shit oil or shit fuel in it? Probably not. Because you're only allowed to have one car for the rest of your life and no one has time for walking everywhere. So you wouldn't put shit fuel in it. You would look after it and you would have a routine because you need this car. And the reality is this is exactly the same as your body. You have one for the rest of your life, but you don't have a routine to look after it. You don't make sure it's well-maintained. You make excuses around the type of fuel you put in it. You get peer pressured constantly into not looking after it and blame other people why it's not working correctly. Oh, I had kids. Because of this, I just put weight on. It's like the kids didn't force feed you. It's literally a baby. It can't even lift up its arm. It's not putting a burger in your mouth. Right, like I mean, I, look, Emmy. Emmy has actually been trying to put her food in my mouth. That is true, but she's got such little hands; it's not a big portion, guys. And it's, it's not, not still many not calories. It's not many calories. <laughs> now, I, I'm not like I, I'm not being an asshole for the sake of being an asshole. I'm just understanding. It's time to start treating your body as if you only have one, and you can't buy another one. You can't if it breaks down. It's going to cost you a lot of money. So instead of costing you a lot of money, doctors, diabetes, heart disease, early death, not seeing your grandchildren, right? The, the cost is not just monetary, but experiential, not being able to play with your kids, not being able to spend time with them because you don't have enough energy. The cost it's forcing you to play because you're not forcing you to pay because you're not looking after your body is so high that I want you to actually start looking after it. And yes, when you have kids, guys, I've got kids too. For sure, at times it is tough, but it's for a small amount of time. And then you just drop into a maintenance period for that time, right? That's okay. But you still have to do the bare minimum. You still have to get some steps in. You still have to not eat like a complete arsehole. When I say that, treating your body like an arsehole, right? You need to eat healthy. You need to not be the norm of having dim sims and chicken nuggets and burgers, but that's the, the 10% of your diet. The norm is having some potato, not fried, some chicken breast or a steak and some broccoli, maybe have some whey protein and some oats and stop drinking like six beers every single day because you, you just shouldn't do it. Like, so that's what I wanted to get started with today. Let's start treating our body like we should be treating our body and as if we only have one fucking body because you do. Yeah, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. We do only have one. Like, you know, the kids make it dirty from time to time, but they're not the be all and end all. You've got diverging paths at the end of every day. You can make the easy decision. You can take the easy path out and ch or chuck something in the microwave or order Uber Eats or go drive and pick up some some food. But then it's like, like uh, there's a couple of conversations I've been having with my wife about this actually, where we've been talking about like, I was like, I can see how easy it can be for people to slip down that path of just pure fucking laziness in many different aspects. Like there's a lot of things that we do just from like a, a like in my example, like cleaning up the house after Emmy goes to bed, we could leave the toys out because guess what? Tomorrow she's just going to fucking pull them all off the shelf and scatter them around. We just bought two, big plastic bags full of, um, you know, the little multicolored balls, like the little playpen balls. Yep. They're, they go everywhere. They go under the couch. They go fucking everywhere. Right. 
we got to every night pack them up, put them back, do the dishes, load the dishwasher, clean down the sink, clean down the stove. Um, she's got like a little bath mat to stop her from slipping. A little of those, one of those little suction ones. So you pull that up, rinse it off, hang it up, do all of those little things. It's like there's a series of little things that you do that you know you know you should do, but it can so be, so easily be the thing that you slip and you just don't do those things anymore, right? We wipe down her high chair every after every single meal, get rid of all the food, get rid of all that. It's like, I know people that don't do it for a fucking week. They're just like, oh, we just leave it until it gets too dirty. It's like, that's the mentality that a lot of people take towards their body as well. It's like, oh, it's just one day. I don't really need to go for a walk. I don't really need to, um, you know, stretch or move or do something. Because it, to me, it, all, it also just comes down to a couple of things. Number one, perfectionism. Right? They, they often think, oh, if I'm going to do something, I've got to go all in. Right, We talked about this on the Real Talk. Um, we talked about it on the Real Talk episode that um, came out on Thursday the, about the all or nothing mindset, just going all in or all out. It's like you've got to have a plan and you've got to have a maintenance mode. Like my dad talked about this. He, doesn't, he drives two cars. One of them he drives at least once a week. Do you know why? To charge the fucking battery. To make sure the battery stays charged so it doesn't end up dead and having to fucking recharge it again you know, and plug it in and jump it and do all that sort of shit, right? You've got to recharge it. You've got to have plans for, even if you're not actively growing or actively shredding, of maintaining, of keeping something in good condition, in good service. He's got a van that's driven like almost 500,000 Ks because he got it serviced at religious, it was a diesel. He's like got it serviced religiously, always got it fucking taken care of with the best. And it's, it's, and it's taken care of him. I wish it would take care of his body like that as well. But, you know, it's, it's, it's step by step. But you've got to make the changes that you can right now. And you've got to make, to me, it's all about just fucking doing something. It's like, it shits me to tears when people have the capacity. It's like, you know what? Instead of doing one thing, like I, I didn't have the time, I really just didn't have the time to, but you know what? I went for a 15 minute walk and I at least did something. I respect that person so much more than the person who's then like, oh, it was just, you know, it's too hard. So I did nothing. And then I ordered pizza. It's like, you fucking, we've talked about this before. You slashed the three other tires because one of the tires got a puncture. What the fuck is the point in that? Dude, 100%. I think you made a good point when we can look at the analogy of just keeping it tidy, right? Mm, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it takes, you know, you finish dinner, it takes five to 10 minutes at the end of the day, you know, just to take the, the, the essentially rinse the plates off, pop them in the dishwasher, wipe the counter down. But then you wake up tomorrow and everything's clean and we start from scratch and we go through the day. Okay, perfect. Mm. We have to put the stuff in the dishwasher and you just do that every single day. If you don't do it every single day, you get to the end of the fucking week and you have no dishes left. There's shit everywhere. There's ants crawling around your house. You feel like you're, and you're like, oh, I just don't want to do anything about it. Like that's literally the mentality. Mm. The, the mound of shit I need to do now is not five minutes a day. The amount of shit I had to do to clean the house now is like, this is like a three hour clean and it's, it's, it shouldn't even have to be. That's the same as like your body, right? If you just keep putting it off and keep putting off, it's not like a 12 week transformation. It's like a two year transformation, hmm. right? But you have to start fucking somewhere, right? And if you start somewhere and you start doing it daily, it's just like, okay, well, I'm not going to allow the plates to stack up any higher. And I'm going to just make sure that I clean today's plates I'm going to clean three other plates every single day. So all of a sudden mm. it slowly starts getting cleaner and cleaner and cleaner. And then, you know, in 12 weeks, in 16 weeks, your house is really clean. Could have done it overnight, but you did it slowly, consistently, right? I probably would clean my house overnight, but you know, for yourself with your body, the analogy, it's just lose 500 grams every single week. Like you can't just go and I'm not going to tell you to run for the next 40 hours straight 
and, <laughs> and then like lose 10 kilos. Like that's, it's just ridiculous. But unless, you're unless start- you're CJ. Exactly. One of the boys, he was 40 kilos overweight and he's lost the 40 kilos and now he's doing 60 kilometers a day and running and he couldn't even walk 5,000 steps in a day. But small incremental changes change his complete life, right? Mm. So I think, guys, these small changes, it's reframing priorities. And I think this is what I'm getting at, which is the big point that I wanted to have with this. It's not that you don't have time. It's that losing weight is not a priority to you. Right, people say I don't have time to track my food. Okay, well, like understanding the calories you're consuming to lose weight is not a priority to you. That's fine. I don't have time to train. Okay, no, you do have time to train. It's finding time in my day for movement is not a priority for you. So you, you're being energized for your kids is not a priority. Oh, I don't have time to cook dinner. Okay, well, you, one, you don't have to cook dinner. Just go get like a, a pre-made meal from Woolworths if you want. I don't care. Like it just mm. doesn't taste as good. Um, there's options, even if you don't have time. Go get a pack of sardines, put it on some toast. Ah, oh, that just doesn't taste good. Yeah, sometimes when you don't have time, shit doesn't taste good. But it's what you need, right? Like you either you can't have everything. You can't. It must taste good. It must be cheap. It must be quick, and it must be on my t- like guys. We're not fucking unicorns over here, right? Like you either if <laughs> if you want it to taste good, you can do it cheap, but it might take a little bit of time. Okay, it might be expensive and might not take a lot of time, right? Because you can already pre-made buy the pre-made pulled pork and you buy some rice and like you can like you could, if you pay a little bit more, it could take no time at all, right? Mm-hmm. And it's going to taste great. But if you don't have the dollars to do something like that, for sure, you might have to buy a cheaper amount of a cheaper cut of meat. It means you might have to take more time in the slow cooker. You might have to do more time like you know slicing potatoes rather than buying potatoes pre-sliced like guys there is shortcuts everywhere but shortcuts cost money costs money i think that's what you have to understand but do not tell me that you don't have time oh i work 12 hours a day yeah good work mate so do i i got two kids as well right but if it's a priority to you that you'll you'll make time like you mm. simply make time you sleep faster that's what arnold saw saying it says like sleep faster dude like and yeah, for sure. But you said sleep is a priority. Yeah, but dude, so is working out. So is making sure you're eating your calories. Like it's all a priority, but something has to give way. If you're doing 12-hour shifts, if you've got two kids you're looking after, like you have to fucking work out, a, work out how to multitask, right? You just sleep have to dinner. do it. So like literally, like wake up, do like if you literally have only 20 minutes a day, all I'm doing personally with my training with weights at the moment is 20 minutes a day. That is all I'm doing at the moment. Still losing weight. I'm doing some running, um, but 20 minutes of weight training a day, that is all I'm doing, right? I'm getting, I'm coming in leaner. I'm focusing on my nutrition even more at the moment. But guys, if, it, if you don't have time, don't do nothing. You just need to go, no, my health is a priority. So I'm going to find the time. I'm going to do 20 minutes a day. I'm going to do the workout. One of my boys is like, I don't have time to go to the gym at the moment. Can you give me some workouts where I'm not jumping, only use dumbbells and I need to do it in my lounge room? Like, he saw a challenge and he's like, how can we overcome this challenge? Not, I can't fucking do anything because I, d- I don't have time. It's like, no, there's a challenge. How do I overcome it? Let's make a plan together. Here, here's four workouts. Let's do them in your lounge room where you're not jumping, not making too much noise because your kid's going to be sleeping because you're going to be doing them at nine o'clock at night because that's when he has time. Is it the most optimal? Dude, your dad's with kids, with a life, nothing's optimal right? (laughs) Literally nothing in your training is going to be optimal right now, right? Because you have so much shit going on. So many constraints, 
Like, it's just the truth. And we're like, oh, that's not up. Like, I can't get my pre-workout, post-workout nutrition. When sh- how many carbs should I have post-workout? It's like, dude, <laughs> you're worrying about, I'm not even worrying about post-workout carbs and what's most optimal there. I'm just trying to get my life together whilst looking after my kids running a business and getting some training in. But the, it, it stopped making excuses because you can't do most optimal and start creating minimal viable efforts, which make you feel like you're winning every single day. And when you're winning every single day, you feel like a fucking winner. And that means you show up every single day because winners win and losers lose. And doing nothing is what losers do. So start being a fucking winner and start actually saying, my health is a priority. I have constraints. Let's make plans to overcome these constraints. And then I'll execute these plans. And if I miss a day, I never miss twice. Fuck. That sounded like some Dr. Seuss shit there in the middle. It was like, <laughs> winners win and losers lose and doing nothing's what losers do. Was like, oh, that's some fucking bars from TJ there. <laughs> I read that book to I read that book to my kids every night. So hopefully they understand that winners win and yeah. losers lose. I was going to say, have you seen that? There's like a TikTok of um, a dude who like raps a Dr. Seuss book and he raps something. He was like, Mr. Brown, it's like all these things Mr. Brown can do. He can go move. It's just, it, was, it was a fucking, it was a banger. I will find that I loved it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can rap the Dr. Seuss. It works. But um, no, like this is something that I've just started. Right? I've just started doing some stretches with my wife in the morning because um, not what you think. Get your head out of the gutter. It's um, it's it, she in the morning. She has a, a, we have an Alexa and the alarm goes off at like 8.30. It goes, Lauren, time to do stretches. And it's like, all right. Cool. So she chucks on, um, there's a YouTube, there's one of, one of the best YouTube accounts I've seen that does yoga. Cause you know, like the issue with like doing yoga and stretching and whatever is like, you're kind of trying to pay attention to the person, but then it's like, if it's a stretch where you have to look away from them, you got to double check. It's like, am I doing the right thing or not? And then it's like, you don't know when they're moving on to the next thing and what the next thing is. But this one has a real fucking good setup where it's like, it shows you a preview for five seconds. And then it has like a little ding noise when that stretch is done and you come back to normal and you see the preview and you do it. It's super good. Only 10 minutes a day. So we started doing that together and I'd been putting it off doing it for a while, but I was like, fuck, I'm just starting to get so immobile and so rough. And then I was like, you know what? It's 10 minutes out of my day it is not absolutely nothing. The benefit I get doing it with my wife, having that extra bit of time together, right? And our little daughter basically crawls around between us trying to interfere as best as she can, which is always adorable. But um, that little difference, like you might think, well, 10 minutes a day, that's nothing. But it's like, yeah, you can think that now because at the end of that 10 minutes, I'm probably not any more flexible. I'm probably, you know, maybe my lower back hurts slightly less, but it's not a crazy difference in the 10 minutes. But it's not about the 10 minutes. It's about the accumulation of the 10 minutes. It's about the 10 minutes over the course of the week, over the course of the fortnight, over the course of the month. Doing that shit day in, day out is going to be the thing that will help loosen me up, that will help me get more and more flexible. But you have way too much, like people expect way too much results in a week and they don't place enough impact on the amount of results they can get in a year. It's like people overestimate what they can achieve in a week or a month. They underestimate what they can do in a year. I was trying to remember the specific quote there that I I got there eventually. Um, But you're you're all constantly overestimating the impact of one meal or, you know, one unoptimal workout. It's like, I'm probably doing as close to optimal as anyone probably listening to the podcast is. I'm fucking going super high carb on my training days and pre and post workout. You know, I've got my fast absorbed rice flour and water with protein powder and berries ready to go pre-workout with a little bit of honey and creatine like yeah as, as that's as optimal as possible but it's like fuck if i can't do that i'm not beating myself up and i'm not like fuck i might as well just not go to the gym today i might as well not train if i'm feeling exhausted if i've got time pressures i'm going to cut some shit out is it optimal no but we're not about optimal right we're about what's consistent what actually fucking works 
because you've been chasing, as Travis said, you've been chasing optimal for too long. Don't, uh, I saw another great post. It was like, don't concern yourself with how many reps, what kind of rep range should I be working in? Should, how many days a week should I be training certain body parts? If you're drinking more than fucking three beers over the course of, um, you know, three beers across two nights across the week, if you're, you know, not sleeping at least seven hours, which, you know, most of us aren't, but we're doing our best. Um, and if you're like, if, if your nutrition isn't on point and you're not even bothering to fucking track your food, then none of that sort of shit matters. You're, 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 you know, you're putting all of your eggs in the wrong baskets if you're focusing on that sort of shit. So just starting with something and being consistent with that something, like I was talking to a client today, in, I was like, fuck, instead of us having cereal for lunch, what we're going to do is we're going to take some of that cereal, we're going to pop it into some Greek yogurt instead of, into some, um, instant, instead of milk, and we're going to add some berries in. That's the change, right? Um, instead of having, you know, a chicken burger that's crumbed, we're going to have a chicken burger that's not crumbed. We're just going to get like a chicken schnitzel patty that you can get. And you're going to fry that instead, as opposed to the, um, the crumbed one. That's the change we're going to make. Those are the little things, the little practical things that you can do that actually make a fucking difference over time. But most people think that they need to make this big dramatic shift. We're just here to tell you that that's not the fucking case. You just need to be willing to actually fucking start and do something. Mate, 100%. And I think it comes down to sometimes, you know, if you don't have time to do all the planning and like, I, I get it. Like, I, I don't have time. I'm on a little bit of a card at the moment. Um, I've dropped a couple of kilos and I've got a cup, like probably like a kilo and a half of body fat to go. And that's it. And then like, I'm as lean as I really like being lean. Um, and that's my abs are out. I feel great. I'm happy doing videos with my tops off. Um, happy days. Um, and like, and understand that some people, that's not your goal where you're listening to you, but don't put your goals on me and I don't put my goals on you. Ha have a good life. Right. But for me, this is my goal. And I don't have the time because I'm not making the time because I've got other shit to do to work out my calories with different meals. So all mm -hmm. I'm doing every single day is having 800 grams of lean beef mince, like every single day, 800 grams of lean beef mince. I'm having a head of lettuce every single day. I'm having half a jar of, and there's like no calories in that. I'm having half a jar of tomato salsa, like old El Paso. No fucking calories in that so either. Good. Like so good. Uh, so good. I'm having basically a packet of taco seasoning on my mince every <laughs> single day, like throughout the service. I have two to three serves a day. Sometimes I break up into 400 grams or 400 grams. Um, sometimes I don't. Sometimes I'll just do 300, uh, 300 and 200. Like I'll break it up into two or three meals a day and I make it super simple. And I have three eggs, okay, with my lunch and three eggs, my dinner. So six eggs a day. That's literally my nutrition. And I'll do this for 14 days, right? But I don't have time at the moment. I'm not creating time at the moment to actually meal plan out my day. So all I did is, well, for the next 14 days, I don't mind it, right? Like I'm a very simple person. I, I like having different meals. Trust me, I'm eating the same thing for breakfast and lunch and dinner every single day for 14 days. You know, it, it's not for everyone. But if I like the meal, I'm like, hey, I'll just run with it. And But I'm not creating time to create space to track individual meals every single day. So rather than creating excuses, I was like to plan that a day, I'm going to eat this every single day for the next 14 days. I'll lose my kilo and a half. Now I'll add back in my variety because I won't be as in a sharper deficit and I'll, I'll just like go back into it. Cause like when I'm aiming to get that last little bit, I just literally take out all variety because I can't be bothered thinking about it. And that's mm. me, but I could make excuses, but I don't want to make excuses. I would rather like reframe the priorities take ownership and actually move forward. 
And I think that is a big thing. It's like, even if you look at it, it's like you make excuses and you start eating those beers, having beers every single day, as you were saying, Jace, it's like three beers a day times 365 days. Like we're looking at about eight kilos a year. If you cut out three beers a day, you lose eight kilos a year, right? That's it. If you just cut out three beers a day, like that's, it works out to be like 55,000 calories if you're having three beers a day. Um, so like, and if you might having six, just cut three of them out and you'll lose eight kilos. Oh, but I like my beer. It's like, yeah, well, you like your beer more than you like being healthy for your kids. Like say that mm. out loud. Say that out loud. Mm. I like having my beer more than I like being healthy for my kids. And I probably lost a couple of listeners right there and then. I'm not against Good. alcohol, guys. Yeah, like I'm not against alcohol, right? I had a couple of glasses on the weekend, a couple of glasses, two glasses of wine with Liv on Saturday night. Like I actually, but I don't drink. And I'm not one of those people that goes out and like, hey, like I had, and then like her birthday was in June. I didn't have anything to drink on my birthday in July. And her birthday was in June. I drank before that, probably like six, eight, seven weeks without drinking. I had a couple of drinks with hers. And probably before then, maybe it was like two or three months. I didn't go out there and say, I'm going to quit alcohol and like start counting the days that I haven't quit. Like I've seen some people do on social media and not because they're an alcoholics anonymous. I'm not trying to demonize those people, just some mates of mine, like thinking it as a, um, a beacon of like, yes, look at me. I've quit. I was like, fuck dude, like drink alcohol. Don't drink alcohol. I don't fucking care. But understand mm. that what is the consequences that it is causing in your life based on maybe it's calories, maybe it's uh, not proper cognitive function and you're a bit slow and foggy at work. Maybe it's energy, right? And you're not just as high amount of energy as you want. It's like, okay, well, maybe it's money. Oh, I don't have time. I can't afford, you know, coaching to lose weight. Dude, you're having a slab of beer a week. You can 100% afford coaching, right? So it's not that you can't afford it. It's that affording it is not a priority and beer is more of a priority. Like you need to... And this is today, the Tough Love podcast. You actually need to change the language you're saying. You can afford it. You you do have time. You just, it's not a priority. And that that's the, the you have to actually start to speaking truth rather than lying to yourself and justifying piss poor shit all the time. Because mm. like, alcohol is fine. I'll have a couple of glasses, then I won't have it. And like, if you want to have a beer a day, two beers a day, for sure, you do you. And that's, you probably won't see any residual um, problems by having like one beer a day and maybe two every other day. But as it starts to go past that, all the studies show, right? Cognitive function declines. You're going to have brain fog. You're not going to be your best self. You're not going to have the best testosterone that you want. So you're not going to be as manly as a man as you could be, right? So I think like there's, you're not going to gain lean muscle mass like you want to. And and like, so there's, there's, like essentially psychological effects and there's physiological effects from drinking alcohol. And then also they're not even just pressed on you. They're pressed on the amount of energy, focus, structure, and presence that you're there for your kids and your family. So guys, I want you to have the correct language, actually talk the talk and walk the walk and stop bullshitting yourself as far as reframing your priorities. I want us to also talk about being a bit more mindful right? I think being mindful in your choices is probably a massive thing. Now, you know, I, I look at hundreds of people's food tracking every single day, literally hundreds of people um, every single day. I just track, oh, what they eat today? Oh, what they eat? I, I look. So I probably have a, a quite a large, uh, and I've been doing this for 20 years. 
right? So um, that's a big that's I, a big sample size. I've got a big fucking sample size. I'm like, why'd you eat that? Oh, I didn't think about it, right? Oh, I didn't track beforehand. I didn't plan my day. Like there is a common common theme: the people who don't track their day beforehand and think about what they're going to eat lose right you actually have to have some prior thought into this anyone who's been in a business meeting you rock up to a business meeting there's no agenda for it it goes for fucking ages you leave the business meeting and you're like what the fuck was the point of that and everyone's pissed off right it's the same as your diet if there's no agenda like you don't everyone's angry and they're frustrated and there's like what the fuck was going on it like causes anxiety in the meeting like what the hell are we talking about if there is literally no agenda for your day, one, you you get frustrated because you're like, what can I eat? And you can't, it takes longer than it should because you got, don't have a plan. Then you start eating shit that you don't want to eat because you're like, oh, shit, I, I, I didn't even track it. You get swayed by other people's conversations. If there was a meeting, if it's not on the agenda, it's like, Sally, we're not fucking talking about that today. It's not on the agenda. It's the same as like if you drive past a burger shop and it's not on your meal plan, you don't look at the burger shop because you've already mm. tracked. You're not having a burger, right? So I think... Like having it, like if I need to make, make the analogy of having an agenda for your day, like that allows us to then be mindful, right? We're not thinking about what I'm going to eat next. We're not thinking about getting this down. We're not thinking about anything because I planned my day. Like I also planned where I'm going to eat. I'm going to eat this at home. I'm going to eat at the dinner table. I'm not going to have the TV on because if I know if I have the TV on, I'll probably eat it faster. I won't even enjoy it as much and I'll eat more. So be present or maybe even have a conversation with your partner. That also helps the relationship. Um, mm. So like be mindful, be present, track ahead of time, plan ahead. Also with grocery shopping, it helps. It saves you money. So with basically if your costs is going out the, the, the door at the moment, then planning, buying in bulk, prepping and planning saves you dollars. So find the time to do that. And then like, then you can sit there, be present, chew your food, enjoy your food, actually have thanks for your food. Like mm. sit there and be mindfully thankful that you have food on your table because not everyone does. Oh, this broccoli and this chicken and these potatoes, they're so bland. It's like, dude, there's a kid somewhere and not even having any fucking dinner, right? Like have some gratitude instead of complaining that, oh my gosh, I can't eat the pizza tonight because I'm on a diet. It's like, dude, your worst day of eating is someone's best day. Hmm. Have some perspective. And then when we harness some perspective, oh shit, well, I, people would dream of the food, the bland food, in very commas for those on um, the audio version of this. Like, is someone else's best day? Like, also you can make it taste good. Put some fucking spices on it. It still can taste good. Slow cook that bitch. That will still taste good as well, right? But your worst day of eating, your most bland day is someone else's literal dreams. So instead of complaining, have some perspective, have some gratitude and thanks because you're being a whiny little fucking baby. Jace, over to you. <laughs> How the fuck do you follow up? Um, yeah, <laughs> honestly. Honestly, it's um. Hey, that was. I think that was a good one. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm gonna clip that as a short for the YouTube channel. Um, but the the biggest the biggest thing that uh, when, as you're going through that as well is like because you allow yourself so much wiggle room, you create your own decision fatigue. 
over and over again. This is a big one for a lot of guys. It's like they get overwhelmed with the amount of choices, the amount of different decisions that they can make. But the problem is you allow too many different options and you allow like, oh, but what if we got takeaway? What if, oh, but can I, oh, can I make a fucking Zinger burger fit? It's like if you put tunnel vision, you put blinders on, then it doesn't even become about can a fucking Zinger burger fit, right? It's like, look, a Zinger burger on its own might, but those things are fucking tiny, right? You're going to be, you're going to have that. You're going to be like, this is smaller than I remember. Yeah, because you didn't have it with the side of Wicked Wings and a fucking large chips, right? Uh, to get the Pepsi Max, that's all you're allowed. But the if you have blinders on and you're really able to sort of minimize that decision fatigue of like, oh, fuck, what do I have? What do I have? What do I have? It's like, you've got like three options. It's like, cool, do we do this one, this one, this one? Like when we make dinner, it is it is in order of, A, I ask my wife, is there anything that you feel like particularly tonight out of what we've got in the fridge? Because we've planned what meals we're going to have. We just don't know what order. Um, no, cool. Whatever's the next thing to go out of date, that's what's getting fucking cooked because I hate freezing and unfreezing um, yeah. like shit in the freezer. So it's like, that's the next thing that's getting cooked. Cool. We either do that in we like chicken thighs. We either do that as a stir fry or we do that as a curry. That's it. There's no, that's like, you know, it can be more variety than that if we want, but we like both of those meals. So I don't see the reason to be like, oh, well, I could, you know, pan fry them and then we serve them up with potato. No, fucking we do, we do curry, we do stir fry. That's it. So have less fucking decisions. Stop trying to get your variety from your food. Your food is not going to be a source of, you know, it doesn't have to be a source of joy and light and, oh my God, incredible, amazing fucking the mouthfeel and the jus and the this and the that. It's like, that's the reason you're in this position in the fucking first place because you've been eating for pleasure. Because as Trav's saying, you've not been mindful. You've not been willing to just kind of sit there and be present with your own emotions and be like, well, how do I actually feel right now? Why am I wanting to eat this extra slice of pizza? Am I actually hungry? Do I actually need this? No, no, it makes me feel greasy and shitty. It's like the, the shame that you feel after you wipe yourself down with the fucking towelette at KFC. I'm going hard on KFC today. Um, <laughs> but it's like the, the, the greasy towelette afterwards, like, mm, oh, this feels yuck, right? It's, it's like a shame eating, right? It, it, it's not helping you. It doesn't make you feel good, but you're not willing to be present with your emotions. Well, why do I? We talked about this last week. Why do I feel like I need to drink? Uncovering your triggers. Why do I feel like I need to have, you know, three beers a night to unwind from work? Fuck, I had some zero alcohol. Um, I don't think they went high. It's still like James Bogues or something like that the other night. Mm. Um, they were actually, I mean, maybe my, my taste is off because I haven't had beer in a long time, but I was like, they were fucking yeah. decent. I was like, they were not bad as far as like, I enjoyed it. Me and my wife had one. It was like 40 calories for it. Like it's, it's better than any other drink you're going to have bar like water and Coke zero, right? It's, it's being mindful with yourself and asking, well, why am I actually doing this? What am I needing to unwind? Quote unquote, unwind. You're not actually fucking unwinding. Um, Oh, I need to feel a buzz. Why do you need to feel a fucking buzz? Feel a buzz by looking at your fucking children and feeling love for them. Like that's a a buzz. buzz. I feel a buzz waking up on a Saturday morning going for a park run with Jackson, pacing him mm. and making him feel better about himself because he's running faster and faster. I feel a buzz mm. about doing that. You know, if I was half cut, there is no way I'm getting up and trying to beat that kid around a fucking park run because he's that fast. But, <laughs> um, but like that's my buzz is about spending time with my family. I don't need to unwind for my week. Right? I just don't um, mm. because like I unwind by having fun with my kids. Like mm. I don't, I de- deal with my stress with the gym, with going for a run, with uh, actually creating iterations of what went well, what didn't go well. Guys, like I've had probably more stress than a lot of people in their life. 
from like having meningococcal and nearly dying to having a business that went through voluntary administration and like, like mate, so much stress. Like, so all the reasons that you can have to being absolute shit. And sometimes I didn't make the best choices, but a lot of the time I did. So guys, you need to, you need to be mindful of why you're making a choice and go, am I making this choice right now because it's a coping mechanism or am I making this choice right now because I want it and why do I want it? And is wanting this more of a priority than my health right now? I think it's just being present with your fucking thoughts and your actions instead of living by default, as Jace would say, instead of by design. Hmm. It's, I saw a, um, again, I saw another reel. Uh, reels are, are a big part of my day sometimes. Um, but it's like, you you look at, you, it, she's, um, it, it, and look, I get good information from it. So I actually quite like it. When you curate your algorithm to not be just all booty, booty pictures and girls doing mucked up leg day, gonna do my booty shot today. Uh, we're training triceps. Here's my ass. Like, as long as we're not doing that sort of shit, right? Um, it was, it was, she was like, um, what, like, what is the purpose of your, activities like you say oh i need to unwind at the end of the day all right well after four episodes of netflix do you actually feel any more unwound do you feel any more relaxed oh no or not really no so are you actually looking to like is the thing that you're doing fit for purpose are you actually relaxing by doing that or are you just needing an escape are you just trying to escape from shit and the the not willingness to be present and just like the pure not awareness to just be able to sit there and go, how am I actually fucking feeling? And confront your ego a little bit, right? The This idea of who you are or who you need to be rather than just like, like we've all had those those brutally honest conversations. So I was like, no, come on, fuck. You don't need to do this. You don't need to sit down and, and have a beer and do this right now. You can get up, finish this thing. Like I'll have this conversation with myself every now and again when it comes to, usually when it comes to like something housework, it's like, fuck, I'd love to just like sit down and like play a game for a little bit or do something like that. Then I'm like, no, look, there's like one thing, one or two things. I can fold the washing. I can do this thing. I know it's going to make my wife really happy. I know that's like, that is that is what a good husband would do, right? Not the uh, not the husband that, you know, I see my wife talking to me about that's on all these Perth mums uh, Facebook groups that have, oh, my husband uh, doesn't let me buy any groceries, but, uh, but you know, is that a red flag or not? It's like, fuck, all right, I've got to be, I've, I want to set the, the bar far higher. If you're that kind of husband, sort your shit out but um like having just having the ability and it comes with practice like don't expect yourself to be able to immediately recognize all of your things and go oh this is coming because i wasn't feeling loved this morning from my wife and as a result i'm starting to feel self-conscious like you're not going to have that fucking awareness immediately you need to have you need to give yourself time and space away from your fucking devices away from scrolling shit away from you know all that sort of stuff like the best times i have with my daughters when i throw my phone across the room and i'm just like I lie there on the mat with her. It's like my wife calls it lazy parenting, but I'm like, look, she wants to play on the ground. I'm lying next to her. She crawls on me and stuff. I'm like, she's having fun. I'm, I'm having fun too. I'm just being present with her, walking her around the house. It's just the best time just seeing her experience life. And I've, I've just, I can't fathom 
how sad she would be if I was there on my phone, even if I was laying in the same spot on my phone, thinking something else was more important than she was. Cause that's ultimately what you're doing. And I remember I went on a date with a girl like quite a few years ago who, when I was with her, we were at the beach and she was so focused that she wanted me to get an Instagram photo for her. And, um, and like, then she was spending all this time posting it. And then on her phone, I was like, all that I was thinking was the people in there are more important than me right here. That's how I know this isn't going to work. It's like, that's how your family feels when you're just constantly trying to distract and dissociate from them. It's like, yes, you might've had a hard day, find better ways to cope, find more positive ways to deal with the shit that's going on in your life. Go for a walk, go for a, do some fucking push-ups. buy a boxing bag. If that's your style, go get some fucking yeah. punches in, right? Um, just do something that is more like, positive than what you're currently doing. I got to like kids spell love, right? T I M E. Mm right? They do. Mm. They spell love in time. You might say, oh, I love you. I love you. Yeah, of course I love you. I'll go to work because I love you. Um, but then then you, like, if you love them, you look after yourself so you can spend time with them on the things that they want to do, right? Like, mm. you know, that means you go out and kick the soccer ball on the weekends. Oh, I've had a hard week and I'm too tired. It's like, no, if you were fit and healthy, you wouldn't be tired. Right, you go and go for a run with them. Get them healthy and active. Go hit a boxing bag with them. Go to the beach with them. Not be self conscious and actually play with them. Right, like hmm. spend time with your kids, not sitting on the fucking couch. And like that's how they spell love. Right, they just do. So if not from anything, do it for them. If not for yourself, and committing to change and actually changing behaviors. I think a big thing that stops people is actually taking ownership of their health and, and being honest and actually real and a bit raw at the start of a journey. Right. Mm. Like, and it's, you have to be raw, you know, but so people blame and make excuses and they like kind of laugh it off. It's like a, um, it was an Aussie thing. They literally like, Oh, mm. I'm a couple of kilos of weight. It's like, dude, you're fucking 40 kilos of weight. You're a fat fuck. Right. Like that. You're going to fucking die early. Right. Mm. And it's okay. I'm saying this out of love, guys. I'm literally saying it out of love. But you should be saying this to yourself. I'm not I'm not for the self-love movement embracing heart disease, diabetes, and dying early. I'm not for that. Right. So That's not I, I love. Am, it's not fucking self-love. What I am for is you looking in the mirror and saying, I fucking did this. Like I made myself a fat fuck. Right? <laughs> like I made myself fat. I made myself fat. Because I overate, I made excuses, bullshit fucking excuses, and I just didn't get my ass into gear for long enough because I said I didn't have time or whatever it is. And you say that, but because I did this, I know I can undo this. Because until you take ownership, you can't take power, right? Because changing your life is all about being in control of the power. If we blame other people, justify what happened, oh, I had kids, oh, I, you know, I was tough at work. It's like, dude, you're going to have more kids or you probably still have them. There's going to be tough times at work again. Trust me. And probably financial pressure as well. So are you saying because this happened, I gained weight. So you're saying also, if this happens again, you'll gain weight again. Because mm. instead you go, no, I didn't handle my shit properly. I put on the weight. I've made myself this right now. And because I made it, I can unmake it. It's going to require determination. It's going to require discipline. Maybe going to require some guidance, but it's also going to require some fucking self-respect because mm. you need to have some self-respect to actually want to create change, 
right? Again, that will build. And then your self-belief will. And you also say, that doesn't also mean I'm going to win every fucking day. Like, I'm not going to win every day. But I'm going to win more days than I lose. And that's how I'm going to change my life. And you say that to yourself in the mirror every single day. And you tell me you aren't fired up, right? And then in 100 days, you'll be like, I made this. And you'll be so proud. You'll be proud of the fact that you stood up every single day Remind yourself who you are, reminding yourself who you aren't, and remind yourself today is another day to move forward to your potential. I think ownership, change without ownership is never going to happen. It's temporary. You change without taking ownership of the fact that you are the one who has got yourself in this situation. You You owe yourself that level of honesty and that level of, because you already fucking know. It's like, who are you lying for? You already know who's the person that got you into this situation. And it shoots me to tears when guys either don't start or stop a journey early because they oh things have just gotten a bit hectic. Oh, it's it's just not really a good time to start. It's never a fucking good time to start. There's always a reason. It, there's never going to be a perfect time for you to start to get your shit sorted. The perfect time is right fucking now. We've said that time and time again. But the perfect time is to just get started with something immediately because there's always going to be tough times. There's always going to be fucking sick kids and all sorts of other shit that comes up. You can either let that slow you down or you can let that be the reason why you need to prioritize it. It's like, I've got to learn to prioritize this shit in hard times. Otherwise I'll lose it in hard times. It's like spending all, when you're making a lot of money, just fucking pissing it all away, right? Being like, oh, you know, I'm making all this money. Oh yeah, I guess I can, you know, save a little bit, but I'm just going to piss it all away. Then when hard times comes, you're like, fuck, why don't I have any savings? Oh, I couldn't, I can't start saving now. It's like, if you start saving and you start those habits while you don't have the money, then when you have more money, those habits will roll in. This is something that applies to every area of life. You can be, the more disciplined you can be when times are tough, the more that discipline will roll over to the good times. There's a reason why people who win the lotto don't keep the money because they have piss poor habits beforehand. If I snap my fingers and gave you fucking abs and a six pack and great health and vitality, most of you would piss it away within a year and a half because you think, oh, I don't have to worry about it now. You never learned the skill of maintaining that. So it's like, in order to be the person who has a million dollars or to be the person who has abs, you've got to become the person worthy of having those things before you have them, right? You don't have them because you're not worthy of them yet. That's just it, right? And you're not worthy of it because you haven't made the decision that that's the person you're going to be. But some of you, you are worthy of them. You're on that journey. It just is also one thing that takes time. It doesn't just fall in your lap. Dude, I 100% agree with you. I think also another thing is um, people have to redefine me time. Right, because like some of the people out there, it's like um, one, it's classifying what me time is. They're like I don't have time to train. I need to calm down and have me time. And they're like, oh, I'm going to do some darts or play snook or whatever the hell people do. Well, I'm going to watch the footy. That's me time. It's like, dude, you're yeah. watching a bunch of guys. And I'm not against watching the footy, right? Um, but I don't have time for the footy because I've other shit I need to do with my life, right? Hmm. If you have time to watch a bunch of guys who have no idea who you are and support them, um, but you don't have time for your own health, then you need to have a hard look at yourself. Um, because you're, you know more about their stats than you know about your stats, right? Your, your food, your weight, your midsection circumference, your, you know, getting to the, how many times you got to the gym, but you can, you can tell me how many fucking kicks one of the boys on the field has had, how many goals he had, who won the Brownlow last year. It's like, dude, 
These people don't even know who you are and you're, you know more about them than you know about you. So mm. I think you have to understand that watching the footy is fantastic and watching a sport and being a part of a community and a team and, you know, cheering them is great. But is that, if that's at the cost of your me time and saying, I do this. And now because I do this, I don't have time for the gym. You need to redefine what your me time is because your me time mm. to start with should be working on yourself. And then the other part with, Oh, I don't have time for the gym because it's selfish. I have to help the family and help the kids. And it's like, dude, not dying early is helping your family. Trust me. Like not having like heart disease, diabetes is helping you not having medication because you're overweight and like you need to keep going is actually helping your family. So I think for yourself, guys, it's understanding that me time is like making you better and your, your family will love that for you. So I'm going to leave you with this today, guys. You might've thought I was a bit harsh and you might've thought that I swore too much in this episode, but I swear today because I wanted to get your attention. I swear more today because I wanted to get your attention, really. It's because of the fact that from what we've said so far, some people have made change, but some people haven't. They still listen to the podcast and they're still not actually changing their life to be the best version of them for their families. And this is the Fit Dad Club podcast. It's here to change your life. Now, if being nice for you and being nice to you hasn't allowed you to actually change your life, I'll be the villain of your story. I'll be the guy that you fucking hate. And then you change to prove a point to me. I'll be the anti-hero. Because they're anti, like, if you, if it takes a villain for someone that you despise to create action and change your life, that person is no longer a villain, but is the anti-hero to make the hero, you, of your journey, step up and create change. I don't care if, you, if I like you. I'm sorry, I don't care if you like me. I don't care. I don't care if you like me. I don't care if you don't like me. I really don't care. All I care is about trying to change your life. And that is what today's podcast was all about. It's about helping you have some ownership and some fucking clarity and going, reflecting and maybe going, yeah, I'm being a little bitch. I need to change my habits, my behaviors, reflect, take ownership, have some tough love and change my life for good for not only me, but so I can do it for my family. And that is, guys, the Fit Dad Club podcast today. Don't forget to rate, review, and abuse me on YouTube. Um, <laughs> do whatever you need to do. Um, go to fit-dad.club and book in for a clarity call. We can talk about where you are and where you want to get to and how we can help create that change. But that is it from me. That is it from Jace. You guys have an amazing week, and we'll see you next week on the podcast.